My friends, spring is in the air, and this upcoming concert season will be all about the way you look and about your boots. And Tacovas is your stop for the best in Western style. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you cannot make it into the store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your next favorite pair of boots today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, Nathan, can you believe that there are now three, let's call them hyper trucks. Okay. That are over 100,000. Yeah, or, or they can be equipped to go over 100,000. Yes, I, I know. I, it's, it's ridiculous, but it's also really cool considering what you're getting for that money. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the three hyper trucks because we've driven and actually owned all of them now. Yes. Um, which is crazy in my mind. but <laughs> It's nuts. But anyway, so we're going to talk about the differences between the Raptor R, the TRX, and of course the Hummer EV. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're out there shopping... <laughs> We've got some great consumer <laughs> advice for you. And if you're wondering where Andre's at. Yes, he's in the middle of nowhere. Not yet. Oh, he's not there he's yet? He's driving to the middle of nowhere. So as you know, we've got a Ram 2500 that we've used as, first of all, our um, ranch work truck. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we kind of did the work with it. And so then we thought, well, let's convert it into an overlanding rig. Uh, and so Andre and David uh, and Alex mm-hmm. are driving down to um, El Camino del Diablo. The Road of the Devil. That's right. It's supposed to be one of the most remote roads in America. It runs along the southern border of Arizona with Mexico. And they're going to see how they can survive with Frank. That's right. You know who Frank is? Yeah, Frank is the weenie dog. Yeah, he's Alex's. He's an awesome little dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the four of them uh, have hit the road. They started in Moab today. So Mm -hmm. they went and did a shakedown run. Um, And the interesting thing about the shakedown run is they're not just taking the truck. You know what else they're taking? 
Uh, Frank, the weenie dog. No, they're taking yeah. Andre's Bohunka. Oh, that's right. They brought the Bohunka. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, that's his loaf of bread truck directly from the Soviet Union. <laughs> and it has been modified. And it's a bit of an off-roading van thing. A little bit bigger than like the old school Volkswagen vans, but smaller than, say, a small Chevy van from the 70s. And he adores it. And it's I've driven it. It's It's fun. It's a weird vehicle so david built out the interior so he could live in it ah okay so david and alex are going to live in the ram because we did put a um kind of a camper on it oh yeah yeah sort of kind of well it's an aluma alucab alucab yeah yeah. so it's got like a downstairs and upstairs Mm -hmm. so frank (laughs) is going to live i guess downstairs with alex Mm -hmm. or camp and then uh, maybe or maybe David's downstairs and Alex is upstairs and then Andre's going to be camping in the Buhanka and uh, they took him up Hurrah Pass in Moab today to give him a shakedown. I was just talking to Andre and apparently the Buhanka almost lost a wheel. <laughs> he forgot and torqued down the uh, the bolts that hold the wheel down. <laughs> so they, they caught it just in time because nothing like trying to recover a Buhanka. By the way, that means like bread basket or bread van or uh, well, loaf of bread. Loaf of bread. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a loaf of bread just the way it's shaped. A uh, loaf of Russian bread, so it's small, hard to eat and very difficult to digest. So here's the good part about all that. Yeah. First of all, Andre is so anal retentive about everything. I'm going to be making fun of him. This is going to go like for two or three years. I'm going to remind him whenever he gets into a vehicle, hey, you might want to check those lug nuts. It's going to be great. So I'm going to use it. El Camino del Diablo is 120 miles of like dirt and off-roading this. And there's nothing else there. Nothing else I mean, there. nothing else Except there. a lot of border agents. There's a lot of border agents. I suggested to Andre that he could make some extra dough doing certain things, but he won't do it. I think it either ends or starts at Yuma, depending which way you go. Yeah, it depends on the direction you're going. Um, so you think that the van will make 120 miles of hard off-roading? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the van will do it, I'm but del- will the van do it? I'm really glad that he has sleeping quarters inside, just in case he has to sleep, because the, there are no you cannot get cell reception there unless you're using even a satellite phone is questionable in that area. It's a big blacked out zone specifically because there's nothing there. There are no towers. There's no electricity. There's no towns. I, there might be some weird desert dweller who has some motorhome hidden in the bush, but for the most part, nobody's there. So uh, it'll either be a romp in the desert or it'll be a recovery in the desert. Either way, I think it'll be interesting video. So yeah, be sure tuned. to stay tuned for that. And then it gets even better. Uh, you know, the manufacturers use a stretch of Arizona highway called Davis Dam. Oh, yeah. That, that's for uh, doing the testing for going uphill. Yeah. Um, basically, toe testing. It's the steepest grade. Uh, it gets hot in the summer. And mm-hmm. so, Andre, of course, we do the Ike. But Andre has always wanted to go and uh, do a video and try to, you know, test uh, what it would be like to tow up uh, Davis Dam. And because they didn't want to spend, you know, three weeks driving down to, actually, I don't know if he's got, like, uh, permanent plates for that buhunka. But anyway, no, it, no. I think driving it all the way to Arizona from Colorado, which is 1,000 miles, would have been very interesting but very painful. Uh-huh. Uh, they towed the buhunka. Yep, that's right. So they're really testing out the Cummins in that uh, ram. So they'll have a vehicle to tow up Davis Dam. They will, and, and a heavy one at that. That thing is not exactly what I'd call lightweight. Although, you know, compared to our iconic Davis Dam, it's kind of a little wimpy, but you know, whatever. You know, I mean, I, I have my own personal opinion about it. So we published a video. Then basically, Andrew was asking the question, did we ruin the uh, RAM by, you know, basically getting it into uh, an off-road uh, vehicle configuration? Boy, that's a long way of saying we lifted it uh, and put on 37s. Yeah. 
but it does hurt fuel economy and it does hurt towing. Uh, so we put that video out. Now they've got the shakedown video, and now they're going to have the El Camino del Diablo video, and then they're also going to be doing the Davis Dam video. So a lot of interesting content or videos coming up. Andre is heading out for a high adventure. I'm jealous. How about you? Nah, I'm, no, I'm good. You're I'm good. good. Yeah, yeah, you'd rather be here. With yeah. Our, with well, our... I mean, I just there's plenty of other things to be jealous over, and that's that's with our, with our snow and our cold. It's not so bad. It's I, I love living in Colorado. So I mean, for me, I bring it on. You know, I love it. I will say this: yeah. I, I would I would have loved to have gone overseas to a lot of these trips that we haven't been invited to, but that's just me being a little bitter. I'm not going to get into details about it though, Roman. Except for certain companies, Texas, <coughs> JLR. So, the good news—the good news—is that we still get plenty of vehicles, and in the very near future, we're going to be doing a lot of videos from Moab, Utah, because right around the corner, a little over a month away, the Easter Jeep Safari. Yeah, I can't wait. That's always the highlight of my year. How about yeah. your year? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's my Disneyland. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be great. And we actually have a Jeep to take this year. Which is cool. Yeah, and I'm... Uh, JK, but still. You guys can have fun because it's a little loud in there. Um, and I'm going to be bringing the uh, Santa Cruz with its new tires and test out the tires and some loose sand and have some fun. So we got some interesting vehicles there. All right. So uh, as you guys know, we picked up uh, the Ram uh, TRX back in 2019. Was that was it, right? was it 2019? I mean, the first day of 2019 yeah, I think or something we, like that. The last day. The last day, day of 2019. And, and, That's and I drove it back. Uh, and I fell in love with that truck, you know. It was a great truck. Yeah, that Hemi supercharged, incredible uh, supercharger wine, you know, incredible exhaust note. But the whole setup, the suspension, the, the way it drove on the highway, it was just a fantastic kind of lethargic truck that was just way too wide for a lot of the trails we put it on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we kept it for a long time. We kept it for a year, you know, as much as... More, our, more than a year, Roman. Probably more than a year, yeah, yeah. Probably two years almost. Uh, over 18 months. We took it to Moab for sure. Oh, we lots. towed with it. Yeah. We used it as a, you know, as a shop truck in a lot of ways. But, uh, you know, it was time for it to go. And then we took that money from that one and we put it into the Hummer EV. Yeah. Which you hate. Uh, I dislike a lot of it. I like the idea of it. I like the looks of it. And, and when it's going well, I, I kind of enjoy riding in it. But... It's really let us down oh. more than once, and it's just too heavy. It's, it's too just heavy. too bloody heavy for off-roading, yeah. and that affects everything. That affects the way the suspension works, right? That affects the way it handles on a trail. If that thing was... About nine and a half thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's too bloody heavy. So that is one of my real issues with it. I know you guys are watching this and going, Nathan, you're one to talk. I get it. But in all honesty, out of all the off-roading I've done, and I've done a lot of it, one of the things I've learned from one of the off-road gurus himself is that lightness counts. It matters. It counts in everything. It, for every, every type of driving. So As this, you can tell by us, we take it seriously. We really do. We do, yeah. <laughs> uh, and our wives remind us of that every day. Every day. Oh, my <laughs> God, yeah. But uh, <sighs> so, so, you know, so we got the Hummer EV, and about a week ago, we got uh, the Raptor R. So we've done mm -hmm. now all three hyper trucks, I guess. If you consider like a Tremor to be a super truck or super trucks, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. And we even had the closest thing that Chevrolet had, which was the ZR2 Silverado. We had that for a little while. And that was a great truck too, but it doesn't quite, it's not quite up there in the pool of these trucks in terms of it doesn't have the power to compete with them. It's not as fast and as burly. It is as, if not more, off-road capable than all these trucks though. I will say that. All right. So let's talk about all the numbers and you guys can decide what truck is right for you. We're going to give you, like I say, a, a buyer's review, even though I think all three of these things are pretty hard. To, I think TRX is gettable because it's been out the longest. Uh, it's actually the least expensive still. 
It is, but they have that new Havoc edition, that bright yellow one. <laughs> it looks kind of cool. I want to say that's 100 plus. It's definitely 100 plus. I think so. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, they do special editions. And, of course, the Raptor R is over 100. And let's start with those two because um, they obviously directly compete against each other. They're, you know, 700 horsepower Raptor R, uh, 702 two, two, two horsepower yeah. TRX. You know, they, 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 they benchmark that. Uh, but that does not tell the entire tale because the Raptor R is aluminum. Yeah, the body of the uh, Raptor R, just like other Ford F-150 products, a majority of the skin is made out of aluminum. And as such, its weight savings is around 500 pounds. Which is a big deal. It, that, well, that's a huge deal. That's that's, that, that's me and Cole, our, one of our videographers, essentially. That's two passengers. Or for those of you who make fun of Americans, that's one and a half passengers. The, the real thing is it does affect the performance in more ways than one. Off the line, in terms of its revving, everything that the Raptor R does, it's more spry. It has a lot more juice in its step, so to speak. But it also rides a lot different than the TRX. They're very different in terms of their personalities. Yeah, so obviously the Raptor R um, is the top dog Raptor. It's the third generation. Remember we drove the very first one? We just did a video. Yeah, where we had that for a while. That that was a good old truck, wasn't it? 6.4 liter, 400 horsepower. Yeah, just and it just, I mean, it got crap mileage, but they all do, and it was really, really reliable. We had no problems with it, if I recall. And then, we and drove across country. And in the second generation, Ford said, no V8 for you, yeah. which did not make the faithful happy, right? Because they were, there were two V8s. So there was a 6.2 and a 5.4 uh, in the first gen. Uh, yeah. But second gen, it went all EcoBoost. And that's where kind of the gnashing of teeth started with the Raptor fans because a V6 just does not sound as good as a V8. Yeah, even though the... They, they did a lot of tuning magic. Yeah, and, and progressively the Raptor with the EcoBoost went up to the high output EcoBoost. And then it's bloody fast. It's a really, really good powertrain. But it doesn't sound or feel as interesting Tr or fun. Oh, as rewarding, I would say, especially if you're into V8s, as, you know, big V8 sounds. And also, there's something to be said about people out there who really believe that a V8 is the proper engine for a truck for various reasons in terms of longevity or the overall size, the build, whatever. And what's interesting is I thought that Ford, because we heard the rumors, that Ford would consider uh, a V8 in the future. We thought, okay, it's got to be the Coyote. They're going to supercharge the Coyote. That's their 5-liter V8, which is a really, really good V8, right? No, <laughs> they, they went a completely different direction. Yeah, so they took the um, powertrain, the motor, out of the GT500 Mustang. Essentially, yeah. Essentially, the supercharged uh, 5.3, 5.2, uh, one know, of those two, uh, and, and, you know, and, and transplanted it into uh, the Raptor R and uh, created uh, a direct competitor to the TRX. Right. Uh, now, they made several uh, adjustments to it. One of the things that one of the... Does actually tuned it a little bit. I think it's seven. Well, they, they wanted to make sure that it was is prepared for truck duty. Remember, it's lugging around a lot more weight, and it has to deal with torque issues in a very different way than the Mustang did. Plus, it has to distribute power to four wheels. Everything about that powertrain had to actually be changed, so it's related to the engine from the GT500, but it, it's, it's not the same one. It's not like they inked it out and just threw it in there. 10-speed uh, automatic transmission, and it does have a very beefy suspension system as well. Yeah, so let's kind of talk about the differences uh, and what we like and what we don't like about each one. How about yeah, that? absolutely. And then before we get to the Hummer EV, because that's a whole different beast. It is. More horsepower. 
well, yeah. It's a thousand. Yeah. Anyway, so first, the biggest difference between the TRX and the uh, Raptor R is the TRX comes from the factory on 35s, mm-hmm. whereas the Raptor R comes on 37s, and that's a big deal. It is, and for those of you who think, well, they just simply pumped up the tires and put larger ones on there, no, I, they actually had to redo the entire rear suspension on the Raptor R and also the Raptor 37. Essentially, they're the same in the back. And in order just to accompany those tires and actually allow them to go in there and still have an effective suspension system, the TRX comes with smaller tires, the 35s. And it's, you know, there's, a, there's two different schools of thought out there. Those tires on the Raptor are heavier. They're bigger. So there's more rolling mass that you have to power up. And at the same time, that is better for off-roading in terms of being able to get good ground clearance and airing down and everything else. So two different schools of thought in terms of performance versus off-roading and everything else. So I think the winner there, and and I'm going to just grade this based on the fact that, you know, yesterday's 35s or today's 37s, which means tomorrow's 39s. You know, it's just they're going to go to 40 soon. It's just been like this arms race. But the bigger tire is a better tire because it gives you. Uh, more ground clearance. It gives you more sidewall. It gives you uh, just a better look. I think you, you know you, it, you can go too big, but if you ever seen like a Bigfoot truck, it would be hard to go too big on a on a wheel and tire combination. Yeah, and and there's a lot of off roaders out there who are in different schools in terms of how much tire do you actually need, and how much sidewall do you want, and everything else. And and we get that uh, because. If you're running through a desert and you're down a certain amount, that's one thing. But if you're a rock crawling, it's actually very different. So those are things to keep in mind. Now, I will say that in terms of looks, um, I still think, this is personal opinion, I like the looks of the TRX a little bit better than the Ford Raptor R. And I have one reason for that. Yeah, what's that? The hood scoop? No, not just, I don't know. The Raptor R doesn't look that much different than a regular Raptor. Yeah, I, I couldn't, and, and for I, all the money? I couldn't agree more. So we've got this giant sticker with a bunch of V8s. Right on it. And yeah, they're like micro V8s. Yeah, yeah, the little tiny ones. And there's one. one well, they're just to say eight, don't they? Eight, yeah. And then there's one that says V8. Yeah. Uh, and it's got this kind of funky piece of plastic in the hood, which is kind of overwrought that is different. And then the R in Raptor, Raptor, mm-hmm. uh, is red. So that's how you know. On the sticker on the side of the truck, wherever you see the word Raptor, it's got a red R. Yeah. Uh, and that's really in the 37s, but you can get a Raptor 37 exactly. with 37s. But you're right. I, the one lesson I've taken away from driving it now for about a week is that um, people don't realize that it's a Raptor R. They hear the difference. They but hear they the, don't difference see for the difference. Sure. Oh, the exhaust note in that is beautiful. Um, whereas in the TRX, if you were to look at a Ram Rebel, oh yeah, and then you look at next to it at the TRX, the TRX is very, very different. I think now this is just you know it's aesthetics, and so that's obviously it's all about your taste. I'm sure some of you guys are going to go, oh, no, 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 you're all wrong. I'm, okay, this is just my own personal opinion. Um, but I'm just, with you. So yeah, one point to Raptor R for bigger tires, but one point to TRX for better styling. Yeah, I, okay, there it is. So yeah. the, so I think we're we're tied up right now. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of keep score for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now let's talk about the next big difference, which of course is suspension. I mean, uh, they're kind of tied. We could talk about the engine and how it performs, but we'll talk about that. But they're both, you know, seven horsepower, seven horsepower. So they're kind of tied, but we can talk about the difference in terms of drive field. But they definitely have different suspension. So the Raptor R comes with Fox active suspension. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TRX comes with Bilstein active suspension. 
Right. Now, I don't know, unfortunately, which one's better because as far as I, I can tell, I've only taken the Raptor R putting around town and we drag raced it, but we have not really off-roaded it. So until we off-roaded, it's going to be really hard to tell which of those two setups is better. Yeah, Andre and I have talked about that. And Andre actually has had hands-on experience. Yeah, he he's actually done more off-roading in the Raptor. He, took, he, he went on the program. Oh, yeah, he did. So what did he say? Uh, he said that they're very similar in terms of their suspension setup, but that the Raptor R is lighter and you can tell. You can tell just by you know throwing it through the dunes and pushing it through corners and everything else that the Raptor R is a little lighter on its toes. And then I countered because I've taken the TRX off road a lot, and I feel that um, just just from the gut, and I've only ridden the Raptor R a little bit, that the TRX might have a slightly better ride. I, I, I'm just it might have a slightly better ride, but it's it, they're really close. So you can adjust the suspension yes. on all of them, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go kind of. 70s American car squishy to, you know, desert runner, uh, you know, sorted or firm based, yeah. on, based on the suspension setting. The Raptor R, unlike the TRX, does allow you to change the engine note, which is cool. Yes. So and it's, it's got baffles in the exhaust. And it's for real. It's for real, yes. Yeah, yeah a, it really works. There's quiet, which is like, I don't know, like a regular EcoBoost. Yeah, it doesn't really, it's not that loud. You can tell it's a V8, but it's really very Barely. quiet. Yeah. Then there's normal, mm-hmm, which is nice. Which is nice and burbly. That would be kind of the same as a TRX. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Sport, which takes it to the next level. And then there's Baja, which is when you put it in Baja mode, it gives you a little warning, off-road use only. It's yeah. loud. Yeah, you want to tear your shirt open and pound your chest when you hear that. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's it's about the best exhaust note I've ever heard in a truck. And the TRX used to be number one. The thing about the TRX, though, the way that Hemi's set up, you can't rev it. It doesn't like to rev a lot. It goes up to about, well, I don't know, 4,000 RPM or something like that. This thing in the Raptor, 6,000 RPM. It's just like screams. Oh. It's a banshee. It's angry. And it's a lot angrier than the TRX. So the TRX is a little bit more relaxed. It's kind of the Matthew McConaughey of trucks in that respect compared to the Raptor R, which is, you know, Steve Buscemi after, you know, hitting a couple heavy uh, caffeine drinks. And other big difference is there's virtually no supercharger wine on the Raptor R. Not compared to the TRX. Yeah, the TRX is all supercharger wine. You get you, you get really both induction it. note and you get exhaust note. Yeah. So if you love that kind of like that that high squealy supercharger as it as it you know spins up, mm-hmm. you're gonna get a lot of that in the Hellcat powertrain. Yeah, I would agree hundred percent. So they're very different personalities, temperaments. Yeah. And I don't know if they actually enhance the sound they do it on the EcoBoost in the Raptor, I but don't, I don't think they do it in the I, I agree so with you. I do not think they do. I think it's just the baffles that do it. They don't need to. They don't need to uh, uh, you know, augment the, the noise. But I think i got to give it to the Raptor R on this one. Even though I love the TRX, I'll give it to it because you can decide. No exhaust note to like you know wake your neighbors and really piss them off exhaust note. <laughs> I would constantly have it on Baja. Um, I, I would agree with you, though. I, the, Ford, the Ford is, you know, it's... They looked at the playbook that TRX was using, and they wanted to one-up the TRX. It's, it's that simple. I agree. So uh, let's just stop for a sec for a word from our sponsors, people who pay for this podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, we're back. Uh, and uh, so we got to give, I think I'm going to give it to the Raptor R an exhaust note. But I do love on the TRX and all Hellcats do this. When you start it up, there's like a little squeak. You know what that is? I don't know if that's a flywheel thing, but there's like this little like, I know when exactly. you first hear it, you think, oh, there's something loose under the, <laughs> or may, maybe a heat shield is somehow, yeah. but it's not. It's part, and, and after a while, it becomes very, characteristic of that powertrain and you start to kind of love it back in the 70s dodge had a specific starter sound that sounded like nobody else yeah that was on their slat six it was on 318s was on everything that they built and only like about 15 years ago i think they got rid of that starter and you guys who are into the old cars i know you know what i'm talking about and all dodges sounded the same and it's really cool because the trx kind of has its own unique sound in every single TRX I've been around. I know exactly what Roman's talking about. It has this really unique yeah, startup like, sound. Like this quirky thing, like, you know, if you've got some good friend or loved one where they have, like, a cowlick or they have, like, you know, a twitch or they have some kind of, like... Fake leg. <laughs> I'm, I was thinking more like uh, like Beauty Mark. Oh, okay. It just Sorry. becomes indicative of who they are and what they are. Yeah. Now, I have to say... Uh, I'm not in love with either of them under the hood. So under the hood, if you open up the hood of the Raptor R, you'll see you'll actually see the engine. So yeah. There's like a little, um, you know, uh, metal. Uh, well, it's hard to describe. I mean, go to alltfl.com and check it out. If you open up the hood of the TRX, you just get a bunch of plastic. You get so, plastic. So you have like a shield over the one, engine. One is like the engine is way back and kind of, you know, it says it says I forget what it says GT. Raptor R or something on the Raptor R, but it's not graphics. impressive. It's, you're, like, like you open up an AMG Mercedes and you see the headers and you see the, you know, yeah. the turbos if they're in the V, right? None of that. It's all kind of buried, and you just see, you know, battery and you know, radiators and a lot of peripheries, but not a lot of engine. And I think that's because they put it down inside the truck as much as they could, as they could to keep the center of gravity low. Yeah, and and both the the engineers for the Raptor R and for the TRX really had their hands full because you're putting in a fire breathing powertrain and something that has to be driven every day, and has I mean every day like a daily driver and at the same time it has to be beaten up on the trail. So they had to do things like put in these little engine covers that would help dissipate a little bit of heat and help suck up some of the noise. There's real reasons for that. I've talked to engineers because I used to make fun of it. Some of these engine covers in some of these cars are ridiculous, and we used to yank them off at TFL back in the day. But they're there for the reason. I mean, they wouldn't put them there otherwise because they don't want to spend extra money on something. The whole point of this is to get the return on their investment and get you to buy the vehicle. Now, um, so so I'm, I'm going to give both of them, and you know, I guess, I don't know, they're both about the same in my mind. None of them, like, blows me away. So they're tied there if you're keeping mm. score. Now, the next one that we can talk about, and this is an easy one as well, is fuel economy. So I, I, when we first got the Raptor R, it was showing like 9. Now that I've been driving it a while, I just dropped to 4 Collins and back to do a little bit of drag racing. It's getting 12. TRX got 12 all day long. I yeah. think they're almost identical in fuel economy. I would say they're really close. Yeah, and it's interesting because once you start breaking them in, the, the TRX really performed about the same for the entire time we had it. And it was reliable in that respect because we just knew, okay, we're going to get crap mileage the entire time. They both require super unleaded. Am I correct? Yes. Okay, so they're an arm and a leg to fill up. Uh, it's probably, what, about 100 bucks and change to fill up the, uh, the uh, Raptor? I just filled it up, and it was, it was down to about 
probably in third, and it was $78 at Sam's Club. Yeah. So I bet you it would be 100 if you yeah, if, a regular if, it was, pump. if it was completely empty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially now the gas is starting to claw its way It's starting back to up. climb back a bit, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just how it is. All right. So let's talk about, like, entry level. So when we, when we bought our TRX, it was the cheapest TRX you could buy. So it was a TR1. 77? Yeah, it was 77. Yeah. The, the Raptor R... Only comes with I want to say one option. That's a sunroof. Yeah, I think the sunroof. And the, but there's a couple you, other you could other do little things which we should have done. Yeah. So, but it comes in at about 110. Yeah. Ish. 110. But um, while the TRX was initially cheaper, they've worked their way up. So yes. like now you'll easily find a TRX not about, in the 70s, but in the, in the, in the 80s, well or into 90s. the 80s. Yeah, I believe you st- are, are still in the 80s for your absolute base model. Uh, which is significantly less than the Raptor R. However, there's something to be said about the Raptor R, and one thing that Ford mentioned as well. The Raptor R comes with almost everything right out of the box, whereas in the TRX, if you get the base model, so to speak, then you... Yeah, like it drove Tommy crazy that didn't have like proximity uh, control for exactly. the key, right, where you had to actually unlock it manually. You could just walk up and open it. Right, little things like that, but th- there's a lot of kit that you get with the Ford that you don't get with the Ram. And the point is, and Andre made this point before, if you get all the stuff that the that the Raptor R has on the Ram, the prices would be much, much closer. I still think the Raptor R is more expensive, mm-hmm. but you might get a little bit more in terms of its its options. So one of the things that we didn't get, which we should have gotten, but because the chip shortage was deleted, was a heated steering wheel. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird, yeah. yeah but that's just part of the deal. But one of the things we did get, which the TRX doesn't have in terms of luxuries, is uh, a speaker in the headset, in the headrest, or speakers in both the headrests. That's kind of crazy, huh? B and O. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I, I would rather hear the engine note than just hear music. I mean, come on, speakers in the headrest. Okay, it's it's kind of a gimmick, is my point. So let's let's talk about the interiors of both of them. They're both really nice. I, uh, I I'll tell you right now who I would choose. There's no no debate. In but my the mind. Raptor R has Recaros. So if you're a fan of Recaros, those are Recaros. Yeah. Uh, and it also has that feature where you can push a button and the shifter folds into the console. I hate that. And then you can open up uh, the armrest and turn it into like a workspace. A, a great idea scares the crap out of me as a as a truck owner. Why does it scare you? Because that is a full you know fly by wire system. Imagine if it didn't it decided not to come out one day. Sure. You know, imagine if the servo broke. That that makes sure. it go up and down. But I, I'm sure that the TRX is also fly no, by the wire. TRX, no, it, but it but it doesn't retract. No, it doesn't retract. But it's there's, there. But, but there's no like, there's no physical cable. As far <laughs> as I know, there's not. Right. No, it's, it's, it's also it's just a big. It's the old eight speed essentially that they use. Well, it's an updated one. But um, I'll tell you right now, the interiors, without a doubt, still the Ram. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I think the Ram, even on the lower trim that we had, had uh, they were more comfortable seats. I really felt like I was sitting on a sofa for for driving. They were definitely more uh, lounge-like. Yes, yeah. uh, the 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 Raptors seats are perfectly good. I mean, especially for sport people. But for a lo- if you're going cross country, if you're doing a lot of driving, daily driving, I think that the TRX not only has a more comfortable interior, it's a little bit nicer to look at. That's my own opinion once again. I think materials-wise, they're. I know we had. It's hard to compare because, like I said, the one we had was a base one. Yeah. So, like the Raptor R, one of the things you get is like carbon fiber. I think it's real carbon fiber instead of fake carbon fiber this time. I bet you it's real. It, do, it won't going, make a damn bit of difference of putting carbon fiber in a truck. Come on, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, and then, uh, in terms of infotainment, you've got the latest version of Ford Sync, which actually works pretty well, but then you had the latest version of Uconnect, and they both were big screens. One is vertical, one is you know, horizontally. I actually like Ford screen better. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, I like Ford screen better, but I like the overall setup 
of the um, TRX better. The one thing I will give it to Ford is the TRX had this integrated screen that had some of the controls for the HVAC as part of the screen, whereas Ford completely se hard switches. switches. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So I'll give that to Ford. Yeah. yeah, so like you have a heated seat and a cooled seat. It's not a virtual switch. It's a real switch. So, so let's divide this into two things. In terms of um, comfort, I'm giving it to the TRX. In terms of usability, I think I'll give it to the Ford. But they're both excellent. They're both outstanding. Yeah, you're not going to go wrong with either no. one. No. In fact, if you crawl into any other truck out of, once you get out of those, in terms of interior, especially like a Toyota or a Nissan, they're, they're just like, oh, God, you guys failed, you know, by comparison. And they're both, you know, very roomy. Roomy. Um, yeah, there's no, um, there's no downside in either one of the two. The one thing I will say is they both have kind of crappy back seat underneath. You know, they're kind of plasticky. It's oh, you drive. mean the storage area? The storage yeah. area is kind of flimsy. And both have this kind of flimsy storage area. Like, it's like you don't see it, so we're going to give you, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the milk, milk bottle base. plastic. Yeah, well, it's the same stuff that's, that's on their base models, essentially. Exactly. But for the most part, you do know you're driving a relatively premium vehicle by being inside either of them. And that's nice. It's nice to have that type of separation. But once again, I'm going to take this back to the Raptor. Um, there are some interior cues, especially on the seats, that really tell you that you're driving that. But once again, it doesn't feel that much different than, say, a regular Raptor in terms of the interior design. No, I mean, you've got like, the R's are red. Yeah. You've, got the, you've got the carbon fiber, I think. Uh, the biggest difference is, of course, the engine note, right? That, that's a huge difference. That's I, I, that's you know, the biggest difference. I would say, if you're a Raptor guy or gal, I would say, you know, the fact that this is, comes at a $30,000 premium, which it basically does, yeah. you know, for two cylinders, um, it's probably worth it, actually. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think it's worth it, because uh, as much as, as, as powerful as that six-cylinder and as, you know, Ford worked its magic to try to make it sound good, mm -hmm. there's just some, you know, we like to say, you know, V8s and pickup trucks go together like peanut butter and jelly, and this is certainly the case in the Raptor. And let's face it, we'll get to the Hummer EV pretty soon because we're going all electric eventually. So this, this is going to be the last VA-powered super truck or hyper truck. And if you want that, this is it or nothing. These two, yeah, for now. Um, although there are a lot of rumors that Chevrolet is quite serious about doing something well, extra. They, they, yeah, they, they said they're going to do another V8. They are doing another V8, and the question, of course, is whether or not they're going to goose what they currently have in the if, ZR2. If they haven't done it by now, right, you can only get the 6.2. You're, gonna... you're saying that, but I said that about two years ago, that they were never going to do anything like the ZR2 Silverado, and they did. It's just they're, they're way behind. And I'm not going to go into General Motors. Look, I mean, I mean they could have. No, I disagree, Nathan, mm. and I'll tell you why. I think if General Motors had wanted to take that uh, Corvette engine and slap it into a Silverado, they could have done it a long time ago. Either no, they should have done the Blackwing engine, not the Corvette. Or okay, either one of those, right? Yeah. Either the they could have taken the C C7 engine, or yeah. they could have taken the Blackwing and stuck it in a Silverado. I think if they had done that, they would have had like a wait out the door, around the block, and down the street into the next county. I'm not going to disagree with that part. My part is that they are producing vehicles that we're not expecting. It's just they're really slow at it. And there, for instance, we recently had Andre go out and drive the Chevy Colorados. About two years ago, we had no idea that they were going this direction with those trucks. In fact, at one point, we thought they might discontinue them. I think that they're sort of stretching things out, and they are looking at the competition. They are looking at the numbers, and they're seeing that Ford and Ram are selling a lot of these super hyper trucks. And theirs pales in comparison when it comes to powertrain. So it is possible, I think, for them to up grade and go to another level with that ZR2. I really do hope they do. 
because that truck deserves a more powerful engine, as good as that engine is. But that's, that, that's once again, they're just slow. They're kind of laggy is the only way I can put it. And speaking of that, let's move on to the Hummer because that really oh, as no, no, we're not done. Oh, we're not done? Okay. No, we haven't hit the two major parts. Okay. Actually, three. So let's, I'll go down in order. First of all, for being the most expensive Raptor R, interestingly, you can't get uh, um, Blue Cruise. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm fine with that, too. I so hate I'll, Blue Cruise. I was using uh, really don't like it. Super Cruise on the Hummer EV. Yeah. And I'm in the middle of nowhere in Utah coming back from Moab, right? And I... Oh, is that I-80? No, I-70. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? There's just nothing. You know out there. It's yep. 80 miles an hour. You'll see it. You'll pass or you'll be passed by a semi-truck every 10 minutes maybe, maybe a Subaru or two, nothing. And Super Cruise just kept turning off just like randomly, just like, oh, nope, I'm done. Nope. And this is straight. We're not going up a hill or around a corner or it's down a hill. Dead straight. Or dead straight. Or it, just, very like, it just turns itself yeah. off without warning. And I'm like, at that point, or it yells at you, keep your eyes on the road. Like, you're looking around. Now, he's right. referring to Super Cruise. Right, not Blue Cruise. Yeah. But Blue, Blue Cruise is the same thing. So Blue Super Cruise, Cruise is similar. GM, and actually, Super, yeah. I Super, pref- Blue Cruise is Ford. Super Cruise is GM. I prefer Super Cruise over Blue Cruise because Blue Cruise forces you to drive the way it tells you to drive as opposed to Super Cruise, which kind of sort of adapts. But both of them have that problem of just basically saying, yeah, I'm done. Or or the other problem they have is they nanny you, right? I That's what that's Blue Cruise worse. does. Which is, it does it more than Super Cruise. Keep your hands on the wheel. Keep your eyes on the road. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, Let me drive. I drove the uh, Ionic 5 cross country. Yeah. Um, and I used their system. Right. And it worked fantastic. Except it beeped a lot. I couldn't quite get all the beeps out of it. And in terms of keeping you in the lane and doing what it's supposed to do, it did fine. And I didn't need all that extra stuff that the Blues Cruise and Super Cruise has. Um, they're just... I think kind of unnecessary. I don't like the idea of completely eliminating the driver from the driving experience. I just like the idea of, yeah, you can look away for a second or you can take your hands off the wheel for a second and it's not going to completely freak out. So, you know, you know, this is interesting. Um, who do you think is going to have the, ver- who, or who has the very first level three eyes off the road, hands off the wheel autonomous system right now in America? Who has it? Yeah, who has it? Well, Tesla kind of nope, had it. Nope, that's bullshit. Oh, sorry, bull. Crap. Pucky? Uh, actually, Mercedes. Mercedes was the first one in certain states. I think it's Nevada, California, and a few others, where they can go uh, under 45 miles an hour mm-hmm. under certain conditions, um, hands off, eyes off the road. Like even with, you know, with um, full self-driving, you have to monitor the road and you have to keep yourself. Yeah. Right? Whereas Mercedes says, nope, it's eyes off, hands off in certain conditions. In certain, yeah. I guarantee you that's probably in a state like Nevada or it Utah. Is Nevada, yeah. yeah, it's not in Colorado and it's not going to be in Northern California or any other snow state. One of the problems with all of these systems is that they still cannot cope with inclement weather, especially snow and mud. And I've or had rain. those systems, even it's rain sweet. in some cases. It it, cake, it cakes up <laughs> or obscures a lot of the sensors that are, are needed, and that has not been solved yet. And as much as people, Elon can say whatever he wants, all these other guys can say whatever they want, but until I see a vehicle like that being able to go full autonomous in an Alaskan winter, I don't buy it. So, all right. So let's, let's talk about the last two, uh, yeah. which is uh, hauling and towing. Now these are not great hauling and towing trucks. And I was going to say, I don't even know what the tow rating is of the Raptor R because they, they changed it on their website, apparently. So there's a, there's like a discrepancy between what they say it is, which I think is like around 8,000, which is the same as the TRX, mm-hmm. or 81. Like one was 100 more. It, but now uh, Andre did some research, went and put it in, and for some reason, like, their literature says like 8, but the website says like 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7
I don't know what the tow rating is. Let's just say they're both fine for towing if you have a boat. If you have you a know, light boat, a, a light boat. If you have a trailer, but these are not. These are not. You know, these are these are like somewhere in between a mid-sized truck and a full-size truck. Well, you know, we're going to be taking the Raptor R on an Ike Gauntlet. There's no doubt yeah. about it. It needs to go up there. And it needs to go up with our resident expert on trucks. And the other thing is, is that the Raptor R and the TRX are very different trucks in terms of their overall weight, which may make a difference in terms of how they tow. A lightweight truck towing a heavy trailer versus a heavier truck towing a heavy trailer. Who knows which one will work? And it depends on their sensors and, of course, how their transmissions work and their brakes. So all of that is yet to be determined. But the funny thing is that they both have crap payload, and we know that. It's essentially the same type of payload numbers that you can get on small and mid-sized pickup trucks. Yeah, and I think the reason for the pretty low tow numbers, which is always the limiter, is cooling, right? So the trucks have plenty of power. I think they even have plenty of brakes. I think the chassis is strong enough. So I have no doubt you could hook up 15,000 pounds to either a TRX or a Raptor and pull it. I'm not saying you could pull it safely. I'm not saying you'd want to pull it up or down the icon, but you could do it. The question is, will they overheat? And maybe they will, because those V8s are putting out a lot of heat. It's it's also suspensions. Uh, those suspensions yes, yeah, are built factor. to absorb impacts and not, and, and not control load right and, and you don't buy this truck in order to pull a giant trailer or you know haul a massive camper in the back you the purpose of this is but people to, do people do but the, I, pur well, I the I purpose of, of this is to go off-road and then to bring your motorcycles with and then chase your motorcycles down when the idiots who are riding them fall off and hurt themselves but you know i don't think people do that with raptors or trx's so like our our rapper guy shane yeah i don't think he's ever gone off-road with this trx and he's a great guy what he has done is he has pulled out the um, the baffles in the exhaust, so now it's as loud as a Raptor R. But I think most guys and gals who have Raptors um, don't ever actually go off-road with them. Right? Well, that's the same just... argument with Jeeps and almost any yeah, other off-road vehicle. It's the, same, it's the same argument. But I would say more people use them actually as work trucks. I saw a Raptor, a second-gen Raptor the other day, with that full-on like ladder setup. Yeah, know? yeah, in the back. So yeah, it's like, so you like can for painters or whoever uses that. Working on a garage door or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so people are using these as work trucks, but they just want the coolest work truck. In some cases, that's true. In other cases, I know guys who actually will are contractors, and they'll go off-road on the weekends. And they'll bring their snowmobiles or their quads or whatever. They can easily tow those. They'll go off-road, and then when they crash, which they often do, and they need to be pulled out of a really bad situation, the Raptor will come or the TRX will come and pull them out of that bad situation. That's the whole point of these trucks initially. But once again, when the uh, engineers built these vehicles, they knew that they'd be used every day as work trucks as well. And that's the cool part about them. They're, they can do everything. Uh, all right, so here's my scale, the Roman mustache scale, okay? The Roman mustache? Uh, yeah. This, this is, if you have a mustache, then you got yourself an FX4 pickup truck. Just a regular old mustache. Okay. Goatee, you work up to a tremor. Okay. Uh, Raptor, full-on beard. And Raptor R, you're the dude with that, like, mountain man beard that goes down to your belly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> interesting points. I'm wondering if you mixed some acid with your Geritol this morning. Uh, what a comparison. And I know guys who have you mountain... that? I totally do, because there's guys out there with mountain man beards, and they're driving, you know, old Honda CRXs. You know, there's... No, 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 no. Wait, you, wait. Are you saying that, like, a guy with... It's it's not about looks. It's 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 I, about I'm your being, mental I'm attitude. I'm stereotypical here, and I'm yes, being funny. Yes, you are. So, so, so hold your emails and your comments. I'm, I'm joking. I'm not being serious. Please fire them his way. <laughs> How about a man bun? Oh no! <laughs> now, so now, now, now you know you got my weakness. How much I, 
The only people who should have man buns are samurai, and you know, actual, that, yeah. yeah, actual samurai who, yeah, let it. Okay, uh, but if you have a man bun, please send your compliments to me. Uh, I'll take, I'll take that. I'll take those on. No, but, but seriously, it, it, there is an image though with these trucks, and that's a good point. In fact, they have swagger. They really have swagger. And once again, I'm going to give, if you rated swagger, which I definitely would rate, I'd give it to the TRX all the time in terms of looks, but I'd give it to the Raptor in terms of sound. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the, the sound of that Raptor R is just outstanding. It's such a great time to be alive, to see rich people being able to buy these things and have fun with them while you guys get to at least listen to them. So congrats. And by the way, I'm right there with you. So, so right now... I'm going to give, and this is a weird reason to do it, but I'm going to give um, the Raptor R the winner. And it has nothing to do with anything that we have discussed, except for the very last thing that you discussed. And that is that it is much harder to get than the TRX. So in the world of pecking order, even though it doesn't scream Raptor R, it's still, at least for now. And this will, of course, change because Ford and uh, Ram don't make money by not selling trucks. But right now, they're the much more limited, the much more... Uh, unattainium mm. okay. truck. Uh, so I think if you use that as a measure for people who are buying it, because that is a measure that people use to buy them. Sure. Right? You're going to be the only one on the block or in your city or in your town to have a Raptor R. Yeah, you, you pretty much had to order one from the very first day or the very first minute of ordering. And then it really helps if you know a dealer personally uh, in order to get one of these Raptor Rs. However... I can reverse time back to 2019, and that was the same thing you could have said about the TRX when it came out. The TRX has been out for uh, over three years now. Yeah, and there's a lot more of them out there. They exactly, and also there's more on the lots to get, and they're easier to what, get. What is astounding, and we get, have to move over to the Hummer EV pretty soon because yeah. I, I, I did want to get to that one as well. I'm checking my time here. we got like 20 minutes left. Yeah, uh, what is, this, what is astounding is that they – yeah, okay, break. Okay, we're back. You are back. <laughs> yeah, what is astounding is that they didn't actually slam the red eye. No, it, maybe they still will. I mean, you know. So if you want to, if you want to now, kind of one up Ford, if you're Ram, what you do is you go and stick the the the, the red eye engine, right, which is 800 horsepower, uh, into the truck, <laughs> which they could. I, yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure it's the same. Well, just, there's tu there's tuners out there cranking it, it might, thousand horsepower, and, on it, these and it might be a question of cooling again. I I would say that's part of it, and also you know there's certain EPA things that they have to contend with. I do know that Ram is kind of like, let's get it all done now. Actually, a lot of Dodges like you know. Here's the good stuff, guys. Here's all the big V8s we can produce because we got to walk away from them. And it's a mandate they have to follow. So, you know, get them all you can, essentially, right? Right. All right. So let's move on. So if, if our criteria has become unobtainiumism in terms of, like, flexing, which this is what this is in a lot of ways, then the Hummer EV has got to be actually above the Raptor because even though they started building them, like, a year ago, they're dribbling these things out for was whatever it 12, reason. 12,000, 15,000 mates, something like that? No, like 1,200, dude. Is it 1,200? Yeah. Not even, wow. I think, yeah. It's I not, thought it was a lot higher than that. No, no. I think it's like 1,000 or two that they've built so far at mm. most. And that has to do with like GM trying to ramp up, I, I suspect, battery production and, you know, putting batteries in vehicles. Because it's got such a large battery, 212, 220 kilowatt hours, that, you know, you could build like five bolts for one Hummer <laughs> EV. You can do six or seven um, of my Nissan Leafs with so, that battery. So let's talk about the Hummer EV, which we've had now for almost five months, and I think it's going to be very soon time to sell it, to move it on. 
And, and to me, that I love that truck. Um, I really enjoy driving it. It's my, my bottom line is it's the best off-road truck if you're never going to go off-road. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, but I really enjoy it. I think the GM just really, you know, they called it their moonshot, and they did. Because let's talk about the tech. So first and foremost, of course, it's all electric. Yep. And unlike Ford, they actually didn't under-battery it. They gave it enough battery, and they created a bespoke or a brand-new platform for it, mm-hmm. which is now going to hopefully, you know, be used for the Silverado EV. A similar platform, right. yes. So... Uh, um, you know, they they kind of outdid the TRX and uh, the Raptor R because first and foremost, let's talk about the tech. So whether you like electric motors or not, it has three of them. It also has a thousand horsepower, which is three hundred more than the other two. So now you're like another level above, and you're only one hundred and twelve thousand. I say that only with air quotes, but still, you're only you know not a lot more than the Raptor R. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you get uh, really cool stuff like four wheel steering. Which works really well when it works. When it wor- when it works, crab mode and you know, uh, air suspension is really great. When it works, it's great. <laughs> when it works, it's great. You also get you know like a Wrangler and a Bronco, a convertible. So you get four yeah, solar that, panels. Uh, the the look and engineering of the look and that type of function is fantastic. I give it up to General Motors for making a vehicle that really looks like the future of off roading. Looks like the future of off-roading. I'm going to say that without air quotes, damn it, because that's how I feel. It has so much going for it, but then there's been some issues, but we'll get to that in a second. You've got a frunk? Yes, and it's usable. You've got onboard power Mm -hmm. to some some extent. But it's not not up there with Fords. It's not up there with Fords. Uh, You have kind of this really interesting interior. uh, And uh, you have an interesting size because it's really much smaller and much wider it's not wider. It's about it, as wide as a Raptor R. But it's, it's as it's, wide as a Raptor R. But it's not. It's it's. I'd say it's a couple feet less. It's not as long. Yeah. So you it, get this. You get this almost um, unusable trunk, especially uh, not trunk. Uh, unusable bed. bed. I think it's four and a half feet. Yeah, it's the same same length basically as mine and my little tiny uh, Hyundai Santa Cruz, which is le- one third more than one third of the uh, cost of that truck. And you get um, and you get. Uh, uh, 35s, but we upgraded ours to 37s. Yeah, they do look pretty badass. And we put, we put, you know, there's no place to put a spare tire, so ours is in the bed, making the bed all but useless. You could probably put a mountain bike back there. Yeah, but, with with a tire, sure, you could put a mountain bike back yeah. there. Yeah, but not a motorcycle. If you took pull the spare tire out of there, you could fit a small motorcycle in there. We actually have a new little Honda that the guys got that will easily fit back there. Um, and then uh, of course uh, you have WTF mode, uh, which is. Mind-blowingly quick. So we have drag raced uh, the TRX. Several times. Yeah, so let's talk about which is quickest if you care about that. So uh, the TRX uh, is the slowest out of the three because it has the same horsepower. In a quarter mile uh, it is. Because it has the same horsepower. It runs like uh, here at a Malibu sea level at a quarter mile. It's like 13.8 or 13.9. So, you know. Mid to upper 13s. You probably go a lot quicker if you're at sea level. Yeah. Then um, the the Raptor R is about half a second quicker, so it'll run like 13s. And I attribute that to weight, and and it's just its overall setup. It just revs so much <laughs> and then quicker. The, then the Hummer EV will do like 11 and a half all day long. Well, but, not all day long until the battery gets too. The high. problem is it it, it 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 zero to 60. It's so quick that it reaches its top speed of, I don't want to say 106, and then the it's, computer says no. That's it. And then the other trucks start to catch up. Yeah. But they don't catch up before you before the end of the quarter mile. So, uh, yeah, that's that's its cap. It won't go any faster even, than Even with that. 37s, it's like in the three-second range. <laughs> Which was really cool, actually, get, wa- being able to watch that. So we did a drag race. I, I got to shoot this with Andre. And when the 
uh, Hummer was ready to drag race, it lowered itself to its lowest possible driving height. And sitting on those 37s, it just looked bizarre. It looked like some sort of toy car <laughs> and because it's just hunkered on them. Actually, you know what it looked like? It looked like the cars that they run into car. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of just really big tires, but they're kind of close to the body. And that's because it got as low as possible. And then on Andre, it wasn't Andre, it was a Case. Case's first launch, all four tires lost traction. <laughs> Four-wheel burnout, and then this thing took off like a bat out of hell. With something that weighs so much, it's kind of a scary feel altogether. Now, with that being said... So uh, we just drag raced the uh, Raptor R against... And, and the a ZRX. Z and TR no, we just did it. You weren't here yesterday. Oh, okay. Up there against the ZR1 Corvette. Oh, yeah? And I, I, I was first time I actually floored the Raptor R because I wanted to break it in. And that one's even funnier. So you brake torque it, you put it in sport mode, right? And it kind of it kind of like like a leans back almost. Yeah. Right? And then you let go of the brake, you floor it, and it's like a cheetah that's set on a cactus. It just kind of jumps in the air and yeah, takes off. Yeah, it really launches. <laughs> I was looking very closely when, when we were racing the TRX versus the, the Raptor R. I noticed we did a couple runs, and... Even though they the guys had even launches, the Raptor R picks up its skirt and runs off a lot quicker than the TRX. And I think that's partially weight and the way they're geared. And also, you know, honestly, these aren't drag racers. These are off-roaders. But nonetheless, the Raptor R, even off the line, it just it just goes. So um, one other good thing about the Hummer EV, and like I said, we're putting it aside because it's its own thing. It's its own, own thing. thing. One other good thing about the Hummer EV is it does have the fastest charging. We've tested a lot of cars, but we've gotten it up to, I want to say, 368 kilowatts, mm -hmm. which is, you know, that's like, that's like that's speed. architecture. Yeah. yeah. That, and you need it because it's got such a large battery pack. Exactly. Now, the biggest downside you mentioned um, is its weight. Uh, when we weighed ours, it's close to 9,500 pounds, and it just affects everything. So, like, when you're launching it, it's a handful, dude. It is a handful because you got 9,500 pounds now kind of hurling itself down the down the Yeah, down it's, the it's a lot of just dead mass moving. And you can feel that weight. You can feel the tires fighting that weight. God help you if you got to go around a corner. It just wants to go straight. Yeah. And then off-road, it's even worse because, uh, first and foremost, the air suspension after a while just gives up. Yes. Right, because it's so much weight. It's just I can't do this. And now we're in this, the, the territory where I really dislike the vehicle. As then, everything you've mentioned up until now, I like. I like its tech. I like its look. And, all and that. then the other thing that happens is it's got like uh, regular and regular and electronic lockers. They seem not to want to lock for whatever mm -hmm. reason. We always have a hard time locking them, especially the front ones. Yep. Uh, I think that's the electronic one, or maybe it's the other way around. Anyway, they don't want to lock. Uh, and then the electronics start to get in the way of the driving performance, and things start to do things that you don't want them to do. They like they like turn off and turn on, and it just doesn't feel like it's fully baked when it comes to off-roading it and think when you when you start hitting bumps and when you start actually you know putting putting pressure on pressure points things break as futuristic as it looks and as all the tech is in it it's still not ready for prime time off-road i agree yeah um if you want something the most futuristic thing that can go off-road right now i think personally is the jeep uh wrangler 4xe uh, it, we've tested it. It can take on a Rubicon so here, trail. Here, it can do it. Here's a good example. We're aired down. We're going up Red Cone in the Hummer EV. And we're like, maybe at a 15 degree, maybe a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. And you would think aired down with all the torque in the world, all you do is just, you know, give it a little bit of, you know, breath on, on the uh, throttle. Right. And all it did was, like, bury itself. Like, all four tires spun in it because there's so much weight pulling you all down. All that gravity just pulls you straight you, down. You know, it just in, Instead of actually going up the hill, it, like... Starts spinning its tires and it creates four divots and you're like in the ground and you're like I've never seen that happen in any yep. other vehicle. 
Yeah. Which is, which is, you know, mind boggling. And if you get it beached on a God rock. God help you. Yeah. We tried good, to, good luck getting we, someone to pull you off. We tried it. to pull it off a rock with the uh, Bronco that, you know, nine and a half thousand pounds going downhill. Maybe backwards you could do it. Backwards you might be able to do it. And, and then, then it keeps on going and keeps on going. And, and then going down steep everybody. hills, you've got all that weight going down. That's exactly. also terrifying. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But, so, the, but the four-wheel steering does make it The four-wheel steering is awesome. So it's, it's a mixed bag because the four-wheel steering, we, you know, after you get to the top, close to the top of Red Corn, it gets very tree-lined and it's very tight. But you think the Raptor, there was a guy in a uh, power wagon going up there and he was really struggling, right, because trying to get between the trees. Uh, Hummer EV didn't care, but the the weight when you're at the top of Red Cone coming down those three steps, oh mm-hmm. my god! Tommy did that. I was so worried. I was ready to hook up like a uh, a rope to his uh, rear bumper and, and just like, in case, just that, in case the yeah. rope wouldn't hold it anyway. Though yeah. <laughs> seriously, and it's and it's let's face it, uh, the problem with all these, but especially that one, they're just too precious to off road. Especially that, it just feels like it's you know I, I can see Ashton Kutcher driving his around Hollywood, right, feeling good about the fact that he's not using any gas but i just can't see like people like seriously off-roading it uh, because it's just too much money and then um you know there is that problem where you can't plug it into a tree right most places where you go off-roading and that includes moab i don't think moab moab has one dc fast charger yeah but it has it has a, a lot of level two yeah, but the, you, uh, 230, whatever, 220. Yeah, so you're stuck there for three days. That's fine. You're yeah. rich. You can afford it. You can just go but out you, of a hotel. But, you, but, but you know, you, like even when we went there, we had a plan. So I had a, I had to charge it in Grand Junction mm-hmm. as fully as possible. And then I plugged it in overnight to a level two, but I still only went, I had like 80% when I hit the trail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not like you're going to show up there, do some off-roading, and then keep going. It's like you're going to show up there, do some off-roading, and then go plug it in. And that's because in Moab, like I said, there's one 50-kilowatt fast charger, which is barely – and that one's been broken for the last two years. Yeah, I, I have a feeling they're going to be upgrading their systems soon. They've been doing it with some Jeep stuff recently. So uh, we agree that it's a rich man's toy. It doesn't really make a lot of sense if you're serious about off-roading. You know who would be perfect for that? Who? J.R. Ewing. <laughs> For those of you... Yeah, but he was an all guy. Yeah, he was. Exactly. Just like you. So, <laughs> well, you uh, were dating ourselves. You ever seen Dallas? I think it's Dallas, right? Yeah. Um, you know, a rich oil baron, ironically, in uh, Texas, having something they really want to show off and then go and look at their rigs and occasionally, you know, meet their accountant and have something that looks burly and manly. This is a perfect truck I, I for th- that. I think Ashton Kutcher is a perfect... Why are you bringing him up? Because he has one. Oh, okay. It's a good reason to bring him up. All right, fair enough. I just I was wondering, like, are you just... Yeah, he, he got one of the first ones. That I was mean, like... I'm hip to his wife. She's hot, but I, I didn't care about him too much. All right, so the good news is that Ashton has one. He was one of the first ones. There's a lot of early adopters to the to yeah, electric it's like the vehicles. Hollywood, you know... But you can't... Still, it's still... It's a big, fat vehicle. It is very, very wide. Not easy to get through I, your Tommy's In-N-Out drive-thru to get your vegan burger. I, I, I don't see, like, uh, um, Kevin Costner in Yellowstone driving a Hummer EV. Okay. Do you? He, he would drive a power wagon. He would drive like a Ford F three fifty. He'd drive a power dually. wagon. He would drive a power wagon, Robin. Trust me on this. <laughs> or platinum. He would drive a power wagon. Ah no. Yes, he would. No, actually, he'd ride a horse. Because he's Kevin Costner. But we he'd, don't like he'd horses. He'd ride two horses. You and I both don't like horses. We admit that. I'd rather eat them than ride <laughs> Dually them. Dually horses. All right. So All right. last question. <laughs> we've right. done. We've done our comprehensive buyer review for three vehicles you can't get, <laughs> or you have to have a lot of money to get. We yeah. realize that, guys. We're we're, we're having a little the, bit of fun the, with that. Tongue in cheek with this whole thing, folks. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you win the lottery uh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, and you get to go buy one. And you go to you, you go down to Houston where there's some schwa- fancy schwancy 
uh, dealership that actually has all three of them, which there probably are. You know, okay. some bespoke dealership where they have. Oh, I'm sure. I, 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 they're in Hollywood. I, I know one right off the bat. Right, and there's, there's, there's three of them, and they're all you know fifty thousand over sticker, but you don't care because yeah. you just want a billion. Which one do you buy? It's a really well. It depends on a couple things. First of all, equipment. How is the TRX equipped? Is it it's fully top, equipped? It's, it's a new Havoc. It's brand new, yellow, top of the line. It's, it's got a yellow one. Yeah. Mm, I'd probably go for the TRX. Okay. Uh, the reason why is familiarity. That's it. Raptor R, I'm just not as familiar with. I also really am comfortable driving. I mean, I'm not trying to be just a shill for Ram because I love the Raptor R. It's fantastic. But for a day-to-day driver and the fact that I've driven the TRX quite a bit and I have a lot of familiarity with it, that's what would drive me to it. This is me being honest. However, I probably would say forget all three. All right. Well, fair enough. What would you get? Lamborghini. Okay. This is a truck show, you know that. I know, but I mean, come on. If, right, this, I, if, this, if I'm in Texas so, and I want so, to be looked at, I want to drive. This is what I would. I'd buy all three. Might as well. <laughs> well, Why not? well, technically speaking, you already have Roman. We have, but but not all at the but, same time. Right, but we're not, this is this is this is business money. This is not Roman money, right? No, I know. No, this, okay. is, this is this is money that's going to hopefully soon. Like the Hummer EV, we're about to sell. We're waiting six months because yeah. we need to move on to the we're next. We're going to trade it for a Corolla. You heard it here first. <laughs> Probably the GR. Not. Whoa, I'd, I'd take that. Uh, uh, but um, buy all three, and here's how I would use them. Uh, as my daily driver, Hummer EV. Okay. Right? Zipping around town. Uh, off-roader, TRX. Mm-hmm. Cross-country. Actually, no. Let me go. Off-road, I, 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 off-roader, I, Raptor R, cross-country, yeah. TRX. I think that makes more sense. That's how I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with you, but I won't do it because it's just my own attitude towards money. Even if I had billions, I'd only buy one of those and treat myself. But yeah, I'd get myself a Lamborghini. So which one? No, I I really would get the TRX, I think. But the more time I spend with the with the Raptor, maybe I'd change my mind. So I, I think that's the perfect garage. You, you get the Hummer V for putting around town when you have to go to grocery shopping or you know whatever, picking the kids up because you've got the most flex there. Then if you want to go for that long cross country drive and tow something, go for the TRX. And if you want to go bash uh, the Baja landscape, go for the Raptor R. And we'll, and we'll uh, test all this. So yeah, and we will test, test this. All, we'll yeah. actually do some daily driving we, and, and some we could, long distance. We could come back. So yeah. for me, uh, you know, I've got this love-hate relationship with the Hummer EV. Uh, I love it because it's so – I like bat, you know, crazy vehicles, and that's the bat craziest vehicle we've yeah. ever actually owned uh, by, by a long stretch. Uh, so I will be sad when it goes. Uh, but at the same time, uh, uh, it's, it is very, very expensive and impractical. And I don't – you know, uh, the, the one thing I love about being an automotive journalist – is we get to drive these really crazy cool vehicles, but we don't own them, so we don't have the you know what I mean. We don't we don't have like the all that comes along with it. Yeah, which is why we buy these long term ones. Have Be- you seen that new TikTok craze or Instagram Zeus coming in out of the Lamborghini? No, you haven't seen this dude. No, no, really. Th- th- this is what I'm talking about. You, you've never seen Zeus. It's like the hottest thing right now. It's this. I guess he's this French uh, attorney. I'm guessing who all they do is they have video of him. Uh, is, does he struggle to get in and out of? Each no, one? no, no, no. He looks like Zeus. He does not struggle to get in and out of anything. Uh, let me show you what he looks like. You'll see okay, what I mean. Sorry, folks. I, well, he, he loses track of where he is, time, and occasionally he, he, he yells at uh, small animals. Okay, so there's Zeus. Well, that's actually not in a Lamborghini. That he's in a. Let me let me get another Zeus one. Okay. There's Zeus. Okay. Well, maybe you should show Zeus. Yeah, he actually, he's kind of got cool. I wish I had hair. See. 
Yeah. That's all, that's all it is. It's so him getting some of these things? Yeah. I'm sure he owns, you know, a nice paint company or something like that. Hey, and in this video, he actually has a Batmobile, right? Yeah. We recently did a bunch of videos at this car I museum. Can, I can see you being so yeah, Well, if I, if I had hair, I definitely would try. Um, and it was really cool because he actually had a recreated Batmobile and some other stuff and uh, cars from Back to the Future. Really cool stuff. And those videos are going to be, I think, on Classic and on Car. So check those out. Also, altfl.com. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for uh, sticking with us. Uh, let us, of course, know in the comments which of the three, are we going to call them hyper trucks, Nathan? Yeah, I call them hyper trucks. Which of the three hyper, or would you say Raptor and TRX or Super and? Uh, Either super trucks or hyper trucks, okay. either way. It's, 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 they're just using the same type of battery. Which would you buy and why? Uh, and uh, yeah, let us know, you know, how much facial hair you have. <laughs> Crying out loud. See you guys next time. See you next time. Ciao. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.